Please be seated. What a journey to get here tonight. I don't mean the literal travel today from Atlanta to here. I mean just the journey to get here. That is, I think the invitation from Chris came in 2019, give or take, for a 2020 speaking engagement that became a 21 engagement. Then now here we are, 2022, and things are, well, still about the same, right? <laughs> they haven't changed all that much. We don't use that term enough, do we? Journey, it's probably the best word for everything that's going on right now. Not travel, but because travel has that whole idea of actually going places. Journey can be internal, journey can be change, journey can be spiritual, emotional. Journey is just about walking through life a little different, right? But journey, I think, is the best turn of phrase. Travel, you know, travel actually comes from the old English travail work, which is why it tends to sort of get a different meaning. Journey has this idea, this connotation of, of moving, but also of something else, a little bit more. Tolkien recognized that he, when he wrote his book, The Hobbit. The full title is not just The Hobbit, but An Unexpected Journey, and there's probably no better term for the last two years, at least of my life, than an unexpected journey, to say the least. What we thought we were going to be doing for the last two years and what we have done could not be farther apart in a thousand different ways. And yet here we are with an unexpected journey. So I should pause for just a moment and introduce myself, I guess, uh, since some of you probably know and some don't know me. My name is Bill Murray. I was vicar here from uh, 2014 to 2018. I'm now rector of Holy Innocence Episcopal Church in Atlanta. Sandy Springs is the technical neighborhood just north of Buckhead, for those who know Atlanta. And I'm the rector of the church there, 1,200 Wonderful Souls, and uh, also technically rector of the school. I'm happy to partner in work with the head of school there. It's the largest uh, Episcopal school in the country, 1,700 kids from preschool through high school. So there's lots to say grace over, plenty in that journey. And it's good to be with you here tonight again. I see many faces of folks I know and love that I journeyed with while we were here together. My wife, uh, Jesse, taught at the Episcopal School of Dallas while we were here, and my sons, Abe and Mose, uh, both were here at uh, ESD and at St. Michael Preschool. It was a great time where we all journeyed together. It was easy to get up in the morning and just come to this corner. All the same spot. Now we get to do the same thing and we journeyed together at Holy Innocence. My wife teaches Spanish there at the school and my boys are now in, gosh, it's scary, but uh, fourth and seventh grade. And it's great to be there together. And just for the record, they, they still both like me at this point. I know that's going to change soon. And so we journey together there. You know, one of my favorite stories here is we talked earlier about some of the things that we think about with St. Michael and my time here. One of my favorite parts of my job was to work with the preschool with that program. I was the chaplain there and helped with the administration and the process of getting licensing and all that kind of stuff. But one of my favorite parts was I got to teach the kids. We did chapel every week. And especially I loved working with the little bitties. It was great to just sit, literally sit on the floor here or in the chapel, depending, and just tell stories about God, about Jesus, 
and share my journey with these little souls that were just beginning their journey. On one occasion, I was telling a story, actually literally sitting right here at this spot, sitting right where my feet are right now with the kids just sort of gathered around, and I was trying to teach them, and I don't even remember, I'll be honest, I don't even remember what I was trying to teach, something along the lines of God loves you, God cares for you, something basic, because that's about all they could handle. They weren't getting it. They were telling me about their trucks or their cars or their brothers or their sisters or whatever was going on. And this one little girl was getting frustrated because her friends weren't listening appropriately, she thought. So she said very clearly, what he's trying to say is, God loves us. I said, yes, thank you, yes. And then she turned and looked me dead in the eyes with these beautiful blue eyes and said, right, God? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) for the next three years... Every time I walked down that hallway, I, every one of those kids thought it was hilarious to say, hi, God. <laughs> Literally, all the time, I was called God when I was here. Um, talk about an unexpected journey. It was a wonderful way to be greeted in the morning, if oh, more than slightly terrifying. Tonight, we celebrate journey. We celebrate the wise men coming and journeying to see Jesus except for like a lot of things with Christmas, ooh, we, we sort of mess it up a little bit because, well, we just sort of skip ahead to when they get to Jesus and we skip all the best parts of the story. In fact, we skip the whole purpose of the story because we think it's just that they make it to see him. We miss everything in between. That is, it is a journey. The whole story is about a journey, not just to Jesus, but also the journey home from Jesus. And we always translate it as kings, and we have these great images of three kings here kneeling at the stable. The term is magi, which can be translated wise ones, except for we have a word in English that comes straight from magi. It's magician. Three magicians showed up, and it's not even three, it's just a bunch of them. We don't know how many. Magicians showed up to find out about this Jesus guy because they saw a star, and they thought something wonderful might be happening. And so they travel, they journey more than anything to find him. They talk to Herod and probably stir up a whole lot more trouble than they intended in the process. Then they get warned in a dream not to go back to see Herod, and they journey home by a different way. If that's not a magical story, I don't know what is. Yes, it is absolutely God's divine providence. It is grace. It is the angels of heaven explaining and keeping care of God's people. But even more, there is that touch of magic to it, isn't there? Starting to echo, speaking of magic. (laughs) But it's this magic moment of literally Jesus being revealed to the world as something more. Not just to the shepherds in the field, but to those outside of Israel. For that matter, if we're really listening, all of our readings are about journey, journeying to Jerusalem, celebrating on that holy mount one day. It's a journey to see God, but even more to go back and journey and share that good news with others. Hmm. It's an unexpected journey indeed. You know, the original Christians weren't called Christians. That wasn't our name. It was actually a derogatory term that's recorded in Acts where they basically were making fun of them for following this Christ guy, and so they called them Christians, Christios. It really wasn't a complimentary thing. 
And if we're honest, if we watch the news most nights, it's not always complimentary to be called Christians nowadays, the way we get painted as rigid and unyielding, as people not willing to learn new things, caught in old ways, trapped with old teachings. That's how we get portrayed in most news stories that I see. And that has all those connotations, and so maybe it'd be a good idea to go back to the original name that we had as a church. We were followers on the way, or journeyers on the way. Imagine how different it is if we talk about our faith, not as agreeing to a set principle, but instead talking about our faith as a journey. Because if it's a journey, then it's got to change, right? Every day you wake up, there's something new in the journey. We're going to learn something new. We're going to test new ideas. We're going to learn new things. We're going to find more people to walk with us on the way. If we are truly on an unexpected journey with God, all of it changes. And that's exactly what we celebrate this night. Not just the fact that they found Jesus, but they journeyed to him. And then they journeyed home to share the good news with friends. And they journeyed the whole way with others they knew. There's a special magic in that, a special joy in sharing the journey with others. I don't know about you, but that's part of what I have missed the last two years is being able to do what we're doing right now, just sitting next to other people and sharing the journey. Sharing those joys and fears, the worries, the burdens, everything in between. And so this night, my friends, if any gift I can share is that, it's, it's good to be here with you to journey at least for tonight with you again and to know that the journey continues. That while we celebrate 75 years or 77 years or whatever, we are, whatever we're at, that the true joy is the years ahead, the exciting things that were yet to come. It's to say we've had a great trip, but we've got so many more miles to go. And not to worry about how far that journey goes, is to celebrate that you're going together. A most unexpected journey indeed. A journey to see God, but even more to be with those you love with God. It's good to be with you tonight, my friends. And I pray that you celebrate tonight that journey with God and for many years to come. Amen.